0: Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Breaking Health Podcast. This is Tom Salemi. Very quick intro today. I want to get into this conversation that our host, Steve Krupa, had with Peter Foley, the CEO and founder of Let's Get Checked. This is a dynamic new startup that's built a great business around patient centric diagnostics. You can hear Peter Foley tell his story. He'll be at DHIS, the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit, on December 10th in Boston. he will be part of a direct-to-consumer panel. You should definitely check it out. Go to dhis.net for more information. You can see the agenda there, and of course, you can register. Now let's get into this conversation between our host, Steve Krupa of HealthEdge, and Peter Foley of Let's Get Checked. Welcome to the Breaking Health podcast. I'm here
2: with Peter Foley, uh, CEO and founder of Let's Get Checked. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Thanks for calling in early there from L.A. You were telling me uh, you were just on a long flight from Ireland, so I'm trusting you've got a cup of coffee ready. True? Yeah, hey, uh, I've had a couple of cups of coffee at this stage. <laughs> well, we're in a good mood here. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a nice sunny day in, in Boston on my end, so that doesn't happen that much. Um, Give me a sense for your background. So you're, in, you're a healthcare entrepreneur uh, at Ireland. Uh, you're living in New York. You're starting a business here. Um, something must have triggered an inspiration uh, to do this. Uh, was it something specific or was it just something that that, that came along by uh, by chance?
0: Um, yeah, I, I suppose, just to be honest, I, I don't think it's any one reason. And I think most people that set something up or our founders of businesses, it's probably not one um, light bulb moment, but an array of different things that happen over during their life. You know, a few little things that happen along the way and the cumulative effect kind of pushes you that way. But I suppose at the core of what we do is diagnostics in the home. So allowing people to to get screened and monitor their own health um, in their own time. But what well, I suppose drove it for me was a sequence of things. So, um, earlier on in life, um, <clears throat> when I was really young, I would have been about 16, and um, I was diagnosed with um, a tumor on one of my testicles, so testicular cancer. Um, and I went through a really difficult process of actually trying to get diagnosed and went into a hospital, I was told to go home, and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, I played a lot of rugby at the time um, and couldn't play any sport. It was on my back for, for months on end. And I had to go through this iterative process of going, here, no, listen, something's really wrong, and um, before a particular doctor decided to actually do a test. On me. So it was an ultrasound at the time um, to get diagnosed. Um, and I suppose personally I found that very frustrating. and um, didn't need to be that way. Um, you know, you, you, you want to be able to just do these things and you need to do them. And it shouldn't be a long, drawn-out process. Luckily, I was fine and um, and things worked out. But I suppose that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Laterally then, I um, played quite a lot of sport growing up. And, um, you know, people are obsessed with, with food and their diet and what's taken into their bodies, but they're actually not monitoring their bodies. and. Um, and again, latterly, I was like, well, look, I, I want to be able to check for certain markers, see how you know, my cortisol levels after training hard or how certain diets are reacting within my body and trying to put on weight get mass for, for rugby was the sport at the time, and, which was another kind of drive to, you know, people should be able to manage their own diagnostics in their lab and be able to get into a clinical setting should they be, be warranted to do so. Um, and then I, I think the third kind of component which, which drives this was, you know, like I think everyone in their lives, whether it's a grandparent, whether it's a parent, whether it's brother or sister, have had people who just died too young. So, you know, if you, if you take anything like a, a colon cancer or breast cancer or any of these things, like they, they can be avoided, you know, through, through screening and monitoring, the things are caught at, particularly for a colon cancer, for instance, the things are caught at a Stage one instead of a stage four, and um, it really is the difference between life and death. So, yeah, like there, there was, I suppose, just to go back to your original question, there, there was no one light bulb moment, and um, I think there was just a, a plethora of different reasons along the way that that drove um, me to set up let's get checked.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I'd, I'd be curious. So I'm, I'm guessing that the, the first instances uh, uh, in your life. Uh, around this issue took place under the Irish healthcare system. Would that be correct?
0: Yeah, sure, exactly. So, how does
2: you know? I don't know a lot. If a lot of our listeners know, how does the Irish healthcare system work? I'm I'm just genuinely curious. As a side note, how how do, how do yeah. they how does that system operate?
0: It's exactly the same as the US. Like, um, you have a public sector, you've a private sector. So, private, you've got your health insurance. Um, under your health insurance, you're entitled to certain things. You're not entitled to everything. Um, and it works the same way. Um, it's no different. Like when you when you look at you know different markets, the healthcare sector in Europe versus the, what it is in the US. I mean, there are a lot of similarities. Like yeah. ultimately, it's a, it's about people accessing healthcare at the end yeah. of the day. Um, and insurance and cost and these methods for access are are, are common. And um, no matter what market you're in, so and the problems are real and the problems are tangible irrespective of where you are.
2: It's interesting. So, um, do, do they have the, like a system of a primary care doctor in Ireland? So, would you have been initially for be screened by a primary care physician? Is if so, for example, in the Irish system, if you wanted to go in for an exam, even if you were feeling perfectly normal, um, is yeah. that is that primary care type of doctor that you would go see? How does that work?
0: Yeah, it's exactly the same. So you're in PCP, your primary care provider you in your relationship with if you have an issue you could go to an urgent care, you know, mm-hmm. got it all over the place in Manhattan and everywhere. Um and then if you've real something real serious and you need quick attention, you go into an emergency room. So um it's 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 very it's very, it's identical in that regard. Um okay. but your primary relationship, yeah, is with your PCP.
2: And the whole and the whole issue, I guess, is so you're you're a New Yorker now, which is cool. Everybody that listens to this knows I'm a New Yorker, in, living mm-hmm. in Boston, but a New Yorker at heart. So God, God loves you for uh, for living in the great great city of New York, and you know you know that that uh, there's all sorts of great healthcare institutions there and in Boston for that matter and in L.A. Um, but they're not always that easy to access, I guess, right? It's not it's not always the easiest thing. Like I know when I've called a doctor. Unless I'm like stooped over in pain or something like that, you know, they're they're like, yeah, we'll 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 give you we'll 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 have an appointment for you here in about six seven weeks, right? And that's not really getting yeah you what you want, generally speaking, particularly in this day and age.
0: No, so I mean, like you, that's it. The problem exactly. Like I think the average in uh, Massachusetts is six weeks, the average waiting time to get to a to a primary care provider. So unless you've got something that's you know blaringly wrong with you and um, it's very hard to be kind of be in this preventative space of how am i staying ahead of this and how am i monitoring this thing routinely or and um, getting ahead of it so like it, it really is about removing that requirement or that kind of roadblock of i need to get into my doctor and i have to wait six weeks well i won't wait six weeks i actually couldn't be bothered i won't do it at all so like, people are just used to a reactive world you know like we're in a world of amazon we're in a world of netflix everything is new uh, right. you can get amazon dropped to your house the next day you can watch netflix straight away you can watch whatever you want you get apple tv and um, the world of e-commerce and access has changed and healthcare is exactly the same so why would you wait six weeks to get a diagnostic test when you have a family risk of colon cancer when you could just do it in your house every, whenever you need to so um it's just about that that kind mm-hmm. of access to healthcare and healthcare speeding up along the way, that everything else is sped up.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about the product. I mean, so uh, it, it's. It, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I think that for some for some people, and potentially down the road, all people, you know, people willing to do twenty three and Me and these other like home uh, home tests where they can send out and get results on on genetic information. Why wouldn't they be interested in getting uh, real uh, metabolic testing or blood testing or whatever it is, uh, ability to get test results, um, at home on a regular basis. You know, if you're monitoring your cholesterol or monitoring some other biomarker, um, it sounds like a good idea. Um, so how does the business work? Explain to me how, how you've sort of like attacked the problem.
0: Yeah. So core of what we are is in um, technology. So the core of the company is very much a technology company and, heavily weighted with engineers. Um, And what the team have built is a platform that integrates directly with the limb system of the laboratory. So we plug directly into their systems. And then on the other side, we have uh, website, mobile applications that a consumer can access any type of laboratory test and directly into the home. Now, what's different about us is that on top of that layer of technology, we have a layer of clinical services. So we have physicians based in every single state in the US and the core team of nurses that are based in Manhattan that are available around the clock to provide care and support to our patients. So it's not just a diagnostic test or a test in the home and a set of results on your own. It's a full clinical support structure. And now when someone would order a test, um, we actually manufacture and assemble everything ourselves. So we're actually um, a medical device manufacturer. So you're a test kit will be shipped to your home from our facility in Queens within 24 hours. Um, irrespective of where you are in the U.S., we will we'll arrive next day. Um, you'll collect your own sample. So that might be a finger prick sample. It could be a stool sample. It could be a urine sample. It could be a swab sample. And um, Irrespective of what it is, we'll get that sample from you. And we'll route it into one of our lab partners within 24-hour time frame. Now, the kits themselves, um, everything is barcoded, everything is anonymized. There's no information relating to you within the kit at all. Um, and from your own patient portal, you've got full traceability on that kit and sample at any given time. So where your sample is in the post, has it arrived in the laboratory, when are they going to be results? Um, and then when your results do become available, again, they get reviewed by one of our physicians in your state. Um, and everyone gets a call. So, whether your results are good or bad, or high or low, uh, one of our nurses will call you. We'll talk you through the results. We'll make sure you understand them. We'll, we'll provide additional support and treatment options, even if it's required. So, if you test positive or something, we can issue an e prescription. Uh, so you can pick, you can designate a local drugstore to pick up the medication, and it will be available for you same day. So it's a, it's a full end-to-end support model, um, as well as this kind of core piece of technology to, to help consumers access diagnostic testing in the home.
2: That's cool. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, one of the things, as you started to sort of explain the business to me, um, it sounds like you'd spend a lot of time trying to design the business, right? It's, I mean, it, 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 the idea, it seemed to me like, oh, you're going to ship me a kit, I'm going to Collect my own stuff, and then I'm going to get my lab results. That's what I thought you were going to tell me, but that's not what you've done. You've actually thought about designing a business. Can you can you take me through, you know, how you went about designing designing the business? Did you do it iteratively, or did you sort of sit down and plan it? Obviously, it changed over time, but the design that you just described surprised me in its completeness, to tell you the truth. So, how did you how did you come to do that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say we were definitely slower to market than um, maybe others in the space. Um, it's like even in the early days, got three, four years ago now, um, there was a hypothesis that we needed to establish. And the hypothesis was, will consumers do testing at home? So will they actually use this as an alternative to not go to their physician or go into their physician? And we started off with a testing methodology that made the most sense. We started with sexual health because... Sure. you know there is this poor process that you don't want to go in and sit in the sexual health clinic and no. <laughs> you'd rather just do it at home for whatever the circumstances might be so we developed a prototype and um, back then uh we integrated with a single laboratory provider and we bootstrapped it so you know family money friends that kind of thing and um, but established that the hypothesis worked and and went from there
2: gotcha so so. Series a around, uh, well, yeah. I mean, sexual like, health sounds then, like a home run to me. I mean, especially yeah, for the single community, right? So, any you know, anybody that's uh, got a new, yeah, sure. new partner, it's like, yeah, yeah, let's 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 check everything out before we get serious here. Um, but you, did you have the doctors in in the networks and the nurses in the networks when you put that first product out, or was it a, just a basic uh? HIV test, et cetera, that that then you would deliver the results? Yeah,
0: Yeah, so the the core kind of flow and process flow is always the same.
2: So there would always be a doctor
0: authorizing the test. So when the kid comes into your home, uh, we would actually do a quasi-telehealth visit. So you would then either engage your physician so he can reach out and talk to you, or you just do this kind of questionnaire service where we would store questions as to why you're doing the test in our system, which would be reviewed by a doctor. So that could be anything. We would capture your symptoms, medical background, and what's really pushing you to do the test. Um, And what's important for that is because you could be someone that's got really, really bad symptoms, and you're doing a sexual health test. It's going to take three or four days to actually get the results back. Well, you shouldn't be doing a test with us. Our doctor needs to call you, say, we need to get you into a clinic or just get you treated straight away. There's no point doing a test to tell you you've got something that you clearly know you have. So um, that, that's why that piece is so important. But we, we started with that mindset from the very, very beginning. So even in the prototype, we were like, we need to make sure that there's sufficient level of physician engagement at the beginning, also around the results delivery piece, and also with the nursing care at the end. So even at a prototype stage, we just kept it really confined in terms of where we were selling, but always had those human touch points built in. And um, which are so important because everyone talks about automation. You know, how do you take people out of the system and how do you make it really scalable that it's just based on automation? And of course, we think that way too. But ultimately, people are social and they want to talk to people. And even if they say they don't want to talk to people, when they get to talk to people about a set of lab results about something that they're not 100% sure on, they really, really value it. Mm-hmm. So we've always identified from the beginning, even at a prototype stage, that the clinical service elements to this and the human touch point of our customers being able to engage with someone at the end of the phone or whatever capacity or modality we have uh, has been core to the business model. So um, we had that clinical service piece in from the
2: beginning. Cool. So what what tests What tests are you able to do? With, what, what tests are able to be done in the home? I'm, I'm genuinely curious, what can you, what can you test?
0: Yeah. So, uh, like an ever-increasing red menu <laughs> it sure. was a short answer, but, yeah, yeah. uh, it's things like, you know, like some of the, the, so we would have a pretty big data science team in the house now. And, you know, some of the core functionality that we're spinning out for our customers on a dashboard is things like predicting your probability of developing um, a cardiovascular risk event in the next 10 years. So with that, we would, we could get you uh, diabetes and cholesterol or lipid panel into your home. Um, we would use the qualitative responses that you've given us from the questionnaire. And then we've also integrated with all the wearable devices around the world. So Fitbit, Garmin, Apple Health. So we take your real-time data from your wearable device. We pull it into a dashboard. We marry that with the qualitative information with the questionnaire. And then we take your lab results from your lipid and your diabetes and we're able to give you back these kind of predictive health measures such as a cardiovascular risk score. So when we're, when we're bringing tests to market, it's always with the idea of how will this test help somebody at that point in time? So will the information that we provide them allow them to make an actual decision that will be positive in their life thereafter? So things like you know diabetes and uh, cardiovascular risk issues around lipid panels are you know they're, they're the two biggest threats to americans and um, huge market around the things like thyroid screening lyme lyme disease and um, there's just a wider range of tests but uh but always i suppose the core is will this help somebody um, and is it clinically relevant to, to a consumer so that would be the the core ethos to when we bring a test and what we do
2: so um how do i how does a uh a consumer go about using this, do they have to be referred for a physician or is this something they can just sign up for on a fee-for-service basis? What's the business model for you?
0: Yeah, so they can just come to Let's Get Checked and order a test. So the, the physician piece is handled on our side, so you would be dealing with our doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to go into a doctor's office to be able to avail of this. This is this is just come to Let's Get Checked.com and um, we'll help you work through this process and we'll provide the service directly to you and directly into your home. So um, yeah, no, it, it just comes straight to it, us.
2: And is it generally covered by the insurance plans? Do you work with the insurance plans, or is it uh, not out at of pocket? In, it's entirely out of pocket. Okay. So so what is it? Is it expensive? How much does it cost?
0: No. Um, so like the, the like a, a little panel and these kind of things are you know between fifty and seventy bucks. Um, so always conscious of price sensitivities on the market. That's something that as we scale, we're, we're always bringing down to make this a really affordable option for people that even with, with, if it's covered from a health insurance perspective or if they have no health insurance, cost isn't a barrier. So, and um, yeah, it, it'd be nicely kind of a nice price point there. Cool.
2: So, um, tell us, you know, thank you very much. I see we're sort of banging up against our, uh, our time limit here but I just want to just get a sense for do you have like data like how many people use it how often people use it anything like that you can share with us
0: yeah so um, when we're, we're over a, I think we're up to 150,000 tests performed this year right. into this year so we're growing by between 20 and 30 percent month on month and um, so yeah like that there's, um, there's a real demand for this in the market um, and we've established a, a good product market fit at this point so and yeah, like it, people just need need to be able to to control this and be part of the the decision making process around what they're getting tested for. But yeah, I, I know we've talked about it, but the key thing is, do they have that clinical support structure at the end? And uh, we provide for that.
2: Terrific. So um, just let us know, you know, it's sort of at the end here. How can people find out about you? I know you got a website. I have it up on my computer while we're talking. But um, are you guys blogging, Twitter? Facebook, what's going on? How do people find out? more?
0: all of, all of those channels, but the, the most effective way is um, yeah, let's get check.com dot um, We're we're there, and uh, yeah, all the the various channels, social media channels that you reference we're, were there too. But yeah, let us get check.com is the the go to place.
2: Very cool, a uh, really great idea. I Enjoy talking to you. So thanks for coming, Steve. Thanks so much for your time. Take care. All right.
1: All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Breaking Health Podcast. Again, don't forget to catch up with Peter Foley at the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. It's happening on December 10th in Boston. Go to dhis.net for more information about the program and, of course, to register.